<coughs> it will sink. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We talking about stonks, baby. So, I think everyone got in on a juicy stock story at the same time. Everyone in America at the same time, which I don't, I don't know how often that happens. Maybe once every ten years, maybe something like that. But probably the last time it happened was when Wolf of Wall Street came out, and people were like, (laughs) "What are stocks?" That was probably everyone's introduction. Yeah, that, that was crazy. another big event, definitely. It's been crazy watching all of that evolve for... Because that was the whole reason Robinhood initially became a thing was it was trying to democratize investing was literally their catch line. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a great idea. I mean, that's the point of the stock market. You know, it used to be back in marketism day and aristocracy, you know. Mm. You didn't get to own anything (laughs) you owned what you could protect and kill to protect right i mean like it it really does give at least some power however limited by their wealth to Mm. the people to actually tangibly own part of a company or gdp of a country and so it is in a lot of ways very important i think people owning stock and how free your country is could actually be very very tied because Again, if if you believe that democracies believe in the people and their freedom and, you know, a unified voice together, then what better way to do that also through e- economics than to allow shares? Mm-hmm. Granted, it's not perfect, obviously, as we've seen this yeah. past week, yeah. Yeah. but it was a great idea. And then we figured out that they were sellouts <laughs> because they were owned by the people that had all of the wealth. Yeah. Um and they sided with them when it came to literally manipulating the stock market in real time. I mean, how is being able to only sell a stock mm-hmm. not inherently uh, okay, manipulation? Okay. okay, yeah. That's so let let's let's <laughs> let's give a clear overview of that. So mm-hmm. this is so this this is the big story that everyone's been, you know, mm-hmm. saw on social media probably. The Wall Street bets. <laughs> and GameStop versus the hedge funds or versus <clears throat> Wall Street or whatever the memes compressed version that you heard, you know, there was this crazy event that happened, but th- this was building up for uh, basically a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> everything, so everything that happened a week or two ago was kind of about it was like bo- boiling over a little bit for a year for the past year yes is that what you're saying um, okay it, it, even even longer depending on so like how on, far you follow so the like money. Um, it was talked about on threads and stuff like on the internet and or uh, how yeah. how yeah was so it? yeah Ju- uh describe wall street bets because you're you've you've been you've kept up with wall street bets a lot more <laughs> i like i don't keep up with that i keep up with the degenerate bitcoiners uh, I have you a, I have a i'm just a degenerate so <laughs> not that not that you yourself are a wsb chad you're, uh, but i go there for the memes because they're pretty funny um they, they are and offensive but funny 
but but really offensive. It's the same thing nowadays. You know, it's got to be. <laughs> um, I like the ape memes now. You know, monkey strong together. That that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's a good twist. Um, you know, they they were always just more about taking very risky, usually options plays most of the time. Um, and it was just a lot of people who were like, you know, fuck it. I haven't got a lot to lose. Um, or they had some amount of capital and were just comfortable spending, you know, <laughs> dropping 20 K on something that is literally pixels and fairy dust may never come back to you. That's gone. You know, like once, once that bet's made, it's, it's gone. It's out of your account. Yeah. It's not coming back. You're done if it goes wrong. I mean, so I think it was very interesting to see it evolve from this smaller trading community into, no, nah, we're going to buy like, you know, thousands of dollars of stock. Yeah, um, it, it evolved like they're basically mainstream now. There's like 8 million members, right? Or something now? Yeah, now. I mean, it used but to be. It, it used to be like all. probably no, half a million yeah, was, it was the, the average for a long time. Hmm. And these are, I, I think it's interesting. You kind of touched on it. Like this is like a grouping of individuals like some of them have literally nothing like they literally work fast food jobs and they spent their 150 dollars on a few gamestop options and they made like 10 grand like there's those people and then there's people that are like swinging probably six figures you know some people a million dollars right but they're all mixed up in this reddit and i think there's a common thread between them and that common thread isn't like the capital, how much capital they have, but it's kind of a distaste for yeah. the big, big Wall Street and big exactly. institutions, and a desire to kind of be an individual. It literally is just the embodiment. and have your own autonomy. Yeah, it's literally just the embodiment of the middle class. Hmm. I mean, uh, that's what it yeah. is. It's just the middle class banding together and investing hmm. in a very democratized fashion. And the wild part about all of this is, you know they weren't doing anything that hedge funds don't do themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Saying that they're manipulating the market because they're giving out advice of plays. I mean, the only risk there, the only legal thing is like you could get sued, but you, you, I mean, it takes a lot for the sec to actually shut you down for giving out just basic information. Mm-hmm. right that's not what happens like you have to be telling people buy this it'll go up and you will make millions and being like very you have to be making like specific promises like yes. invest in me and exactly. my trading strategy will get you this exactly. amount like exactly. or and even then i see people do that and they obviously aren't getting caught by the NCC. yeah mm-hmm. so, so it, i mean people get away with it yeah it's 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 not like this was anything new to the market there's mm-hmm. no new game as in terms right. of this play Nothing that Wall Street Bets did was inherently revolutionary other than they all did it together. So they just yeah. played the game differently than it's been being played and suddenly the people who were winning were like, right. wait, you can't do that. And they're like, was, wait, why not? <laughs> yeah, it was also a cumulization of events. I mean, we talked about it briefly about the old guy that was saying this is what happens when you give someone a $600 stimulus check. That was part of it. You know, that was definitely had a play. It was, it was very interesting to see what millions of Americans will do when they actually have any type of funds just mm-hmm. given to them. 
Yeah. But the reality is a lot of these people, you know, it's not like that was just going into their bank account to be placed into the stock market. They were trying to pay bills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So to say that it's purely because of a stimulus check. No, it's not. That's absurd. (laughs) Um, This was people who still probably likely had their jobs, you know, professionals, everyday people like Austin was saying, you know, people that have 400,000 sitting in their bank account and people Mm -hmm. that have 500. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is your boy. Yeah. Which which is your boy as well. So yeah, I just, it was a weird cumulation of events that really created a perfect storm. And it's, it's funny to look at in retrospect. And I mean, they're still, I believe saying that they still think that it's being shorted, Hmm. which that's another thing is it's not legal to short a stock for more stocks than exist. Right. Okay. Like naked short selling is what that's called mm-hmm. that's not legal <laughs> really yeah that is so this is what this is this is who was on the other side of the trade that exactly. you're referring to yeah, yeah yeah so wall street bets was buying up uh game GameStop's stock right. and on the other side of the trade was these handful of hedge funds dominantly a hedge fund called melvin <laughs> and okay wait Mel. should we so, talk about what hedge funds are should we do that after you no no talking that, about what you're doing that's what you that, leading up to, that's about dark pools and hedge funds oh. that's the well <laughs> i was just gonna say a short shorting like what what this hedge yeah. fund yeah, yeah. these few hedge funds were doing um it's called shorting and all that shorting means in the stock market is that in through one method or another when the stock price goes down, you mm-hmm. make money. Okay. Right. But how that works on the reverse side, if let's say you begin your short trade at $100 because you think the price is going to go down to $90, but it goes up to $110, mm-hmm. then for you to exit your trade, you have to buy. Right. Like normally if you buy stock and you're like losing money, you're like, shit, I have to sell. If you're short, if you're, if you're losing that trade, you got to buy. Okay. So that's what allows this thing called a short squeeze, where if a bunch of people are short and they all lose out on their trades mm-hmm. and they have to buy as well mm-hmm. as the other people that are already buying. The train keeps rolling. Yeah, it's a oh. squeeze. And so, okay, so that's just a basic on that. And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, but it, what is a hedge fund, oh. Josh? <laughs> and by and and I, I guess this is confusing. We've got Josh and Josh. Oh, so yeah. I'm just gonna call you Joshua. Is that okay? Since you're the guest. Well, so. you probably won't even say my. I'll, name. I'll allow it this one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what is a hedge fund? Um, they are the monsters in the night. Uh, they are just a group of people, usually people with a large sum of capital. Um that band together and they become brokers so that they can manage people's retirements accounts and you know things like that just in general so broker that just means you can take people's money and buy buy stocks with it buy equities buy yeah yeah i mean it's just an investment fund um so primarily there are some differences between hedge funds and like regular banks um, hedge funds a lot of times are trying to beat the market, whereas banks are more likely to just uh, 
in general invest in something like the SP 500, you know, and call it a day. They're okay with Yeah, that. they're going to be boring and they're going to spin yeah. money around in a slow washing machine. Right. And the hedge funds, they're trying to get an edge. Right. They're so trying that, to find an edge in the market and take advantage of it. Right. So that's literally what you do whenever you have a bank account. It's a savings account. That's mm-hmm. what that bank is doing is they're just investing in a very, very safe, usually uh, the VOO, which is Vanguard's um, SP 500, uh, okay. or they're investing in government bonds or things like that. You know, very safe investments that are just small, continual growth. They're not going anywhere long, you know, but they're going somewhere. <laughs> that's, that's called right. rehypothecation, mm-hmm. where where your funds that you think are sitting in your account are actually being invested yes. at the benefit yeah. of the bank. And actually, if all of the, it's kind of correlated, like if all of the individuals who hold funds in the bank all pulled out their money at the same time. Right. A bank run. The bank actually doesn't have enough money. So right. the bank doesn't exactly. have all the money, and they that's part of liquidity. why they have to trade your money that's just sitting in your account. Right. They don't have enough liquidity. Ooh. That yeah. was the big problem. That's actually a very liquidity. Easy way. And you'll hear this word liquidity. Yeah, you will hear liquid and yeah. illiquid, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and all that means is a lot of lots liquids. of money or less money. Okay. Or yeah, more money. We need money. more money. It's Cash not on hand. That's how how much dough do you have that you can just throw into the internet abyss? Um, <laughs> so specifically, that's actually a really easy way to explain the 2008 financial crisis, where the banks uh, lost their yeah. liquidity because, like Austin was talking about, a lot of people were very scared because mm. the economy was tanking and they took out all their investments. Oh, so, okay. all of a sudden, these banks are like, oh, we have to cover these. People have bank accounts and they're trying to buy food. <laughs> 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 that's not good. Um, so that's why there were some bailouts and things like that from the government and some inflation occurred. It was because it was actually pretty bad. Yeah. There was yeah. not enough money uh, it's it, it's a around. the whole the whole financial okay this is something else I wanted to touch on just like why markets and finance is so complicated oh yeah and and I just I have a simple answer for this but I I wanted to hear what you thought like mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of language a lot of specific language and specific yeah. references and models like any domain of interest but really why it's complicated is because we have abstracted mm-hmm. from what is money and what is valuable so much to yeah. where you have an abstraction of an abstraction of an abstraction mm-hmm. and it's a fine some complicated financial instrument or a derivative and you've got yeah. money printing at the same time and you've got markets for money that exist that aren't Access, accessible to regular people and so it's just it's become this complicated apparatus uh-huh. where it's really just a bunch of human abstractions on true value that honestly when you look in it at it in hindsight it's just like people did this for their own short-term advantage <clears throat> and now we've got this weird hunk of a financial system that's mm-hmm. so strange anyway that's my answer it wasn't that short yeah um i think a lot of the reason that you see people get so confused when you talk about anything with the stock market mm-hmm. is just like you were talking about the slang. Um, that's a lot of it is you throw out stuff like VOO and that's just literally the name that someone arbitrarily gave this specific slew of investments. You know, mm-hmm. this, this slot of tickers 
like that's another one tickers what's a ticker it's literally just the name the four letter little digits that they oh. give a stock okay so microsoft is msft mm. for microsoft and that's that's a ticker <laughs> yeah okay so it would be like a dollar sign and then you mm-hmm. see msft that's how you find microsoft so it's really a lot more simple than it seems but because we've added so much nomenclature that's outside of the realm of regular conversation everybody mm-hmm. just gets really really uh confused and yeah. rightfully so you know i think that happens in a lot of places business politics whatever you're talking about mm-hmm. it, it, you can really lose a lot of people's attentions just because of how you're saying things without the ability to um explain them to people who aren't in this who are laymen you know yeah um that's one of the i think that's an einstein quote really where he, he said that um, intelligence can be measured by how well you can communicate what you're saying. Mm. And I'm very much paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. it's just the idea that if you can actually teach people, then you probably know this pretty well. Mm. Well, it's also simplicity. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can say things in simple, straightforward words, you're you're well, just proving that you've polished down all the ideas to just the right. necessary ingredients to exactly. communicate the message. Exactly. So multiple people can process it because right. everyone yeah processes it differently that was actually yeah something we i literally had to do was learn to how to write a policy memo when in uh, my degree it was literally you have two pages make it good <laughs> oh wow <laughs> because this this is exactly what happens whenever it goes to a senator or a representative in the house i mean they have a little memo of like two pages. Give me your highlights. Mm. I got, I got shit to do today. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't get much time. Um, and I think it's kind of the same thing of just condense this because these people are busy. They have a lot of stuff to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's everybody, right? Like that's not just important people. Yeah. Definitely. People have a lot of shit going on. Like if if you're like a single mom Mm -hmm. trying to learn how to invest, that's going to be a difficult road. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that's a lot of what keeps people out. And that's why, like we were talking about Robin hood was such a good thing because it simplified, it did exactly what we're talking about in their terms of their UI, their GUI was great for people entering because they didn't, you know, whenever you open like fidelity or Schwab or uh, any of these other names that you could list, Weeble, Weeble's a little bit better. The, but these exchanges where you buy yeah, these, these stonks. Yes, these brokers that allow you to purchase stocks to them. I mean, their GUI is just ancient. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it looks like an Excel like, spreadsheet <laughs> yeah. mixed up it literally with like, does. Craigslist from 2004. <laughs> right. It's like a fucking mess. I feel like it's a blast of the past, but it's just they need to update that, and that's primarily what got so many people into robin is because you know if you're trying to get someone like a family member into stocks and they ask you hey how do i do this mm-hmm. the answer is i'm gonna need to come over <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah and things like robin hooding maybe even cash up they kind of get rid of that like right get get rid of like they make it more user friendly yeah right? i think yeah. cash app's really great actually that's a that's probably a great alternative that i would recommend that's what i've see used, I, or dabbled in if i've da- i've dabbled with a few stocks like just kind of not really being serious about it but because yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a lot to get into mm-hmm. and like what does the term bullish mean or something yeah. you know like things like that <laughs> like yeah 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 like 
Uh, you can bypass some of it with Cash App. Totally. And Cash App, they have great, like, even, like, dis- descriptions and little, like, yeah. things you can read through, like, about it's, stocks and Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And Cash App is the... I recommend them to people now. Like, mm-hmm. if anything, to buy Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, for sure. and honestly, to buy stocks, it's like they've made it the easiest and they've really been a, a very trusted company. Right. And they have a good business model, unlike Robinhood's, which we could talk <laughs> about. But, um, you know, and, and so so cash, cash App is the way to go, in my opinion. But I would argue I use it more than my bank sometimes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just because it's become so convenient. I mean, you can get a card, so it effectively is. Got that. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. that's even Fidelity does that, actually. I just opened an account because I'm going to transfer my Robinhood whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the ability to just have a card. Cool. It's kind of cool because that means, yeah. like, I can just keep my money in mm-hmm. stocks and then just transfer it to another account. And yep. it's easy. Like, mm-hmm. that's wild. I mean, it'll take some time to transfer it still, but it's still wild just... It's just a lot easier than it has been in the past. Yeah. You know, people want to, and more and more now this is like accessible to, to everyone, mm-hmm. uh, at least yeah. everyone that has a smartphone and, you know, basic, basic cap- uh, banking capabilities. Like you can now get out of cash into something else, which when you're a kid, like when I was a kid, mm. I remember thinking like, wow, one day like I'll grow up and like... Maybe I'll have enough money one day to make an investment. <clears throat> and yeah. actually, it's like how how money managers handle money is. It's like no, you're only two percent in cash, yeah, yeah and yeah. you're six percent in this, and eighteen percent in gold, and twenty percent in bonds. Mm-hmm. And like you're like you don't want to be holding your money in money. You want to be holding your money in a basket of a bunch of different confusing things. Yeah, which adds to why it's complicated. And, you know, this is why the uh, <laughs> the simplicity at which Wall Street bets and their memes <laughs> kind of just... Uh, My stonk go up. Yeah. Printer go burr. <laughs> Numbers go up. And, you know, that, these are memes that, that are in Bitcoin, too, where you can just condense the truth down. Like, right. number go up. There you go. Yeah. Um, Simple. Yeah. Look at the graph. It can only go up, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. Don't do that. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we talked about we talked about shorting. We talked about Wall Street bets. Mm-hmm. We talked mm. we talked a little bit about hedge funds, right? Not a lot. I was about to add that um, the whole point of a hedge fund versus a bank is that unlike the conservative portfolio, another fun term, mm-hmm. you know, your account <laughs> and all the different stocks you invested in, is that they're a lot more risky that the point of a hedge fund is to specifically beat the market, right? Beat okay. the smaller turtle people. They're the hare to the turtle. Oh, okay. That's the entire point of a hedge fund. So they have more of like a, Aggressive. I think you were saying like leverage yeah. on, the, on the whole situation a little bit. Well, well banks probably have more leverage. It's just okay. they, they can't afford to risk well, that. Or they have more leverage on the turtle people. Is that yeah, how exactly. Works? Okay. Yeah, they have more okay. ability to say this is going to be a risky portfolio, mm-hmm. right? And that's not always like that. They do retirement accounts too, but some people want to have more risky retirement accounts. Mm. Um, I don't know if you know what Acorns is, but it's another mm. brokerage, and it just allows you to like easily invest like five dollars off of like any purchase type of thing. Okay. So it adds up, and their whole thing is that they let you pick different types of investment strategies, being 
more conservative, moderate, or aggressive. Okay. Um, and the only difference is what types of stock are being invested in. Something like a Fortune 500 company, which is just, you know, the country's top 500 companies. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's going to be pretty solid. Like Microsoft's not going anywhere. Google's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Right. You don't have to worry about that. Hedge funds, they do that. But they also usually throw a little bit more of the new upstarts, you know, the volatility that could be either really good or really bad. They also they also throw in dirty tactics. And, oh, and, yeah. And they also <laughs> are okay. mostly exclusive to the elite. Like okay. you have to be a, an accredited investor, right? To um, invest in a hedge fund. Or at least hedge funds have like lower lower thresholds of how much money you need to have. Like if you've ever heard the term accredited investor, that just means you have a million dollars. What What is it? You just have to like register that you have a million dollars in. You just have a in, lot. In equity? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's definitely part of it. Um, but these, these are the like hedge funds are these aggressive investing strategies for the rich, for the elite. Mm-hmm. almost exclusively okay. Yeah. okay and like a lot of these hedge funds they're not even like uh bridgewater one of the biggest in the world their their doors aren't even open for new customers they don't mm-hmm. take new customers they have just a bunch of wealthy people and they are a bunch of wealthy people mm-hmm. and they, they just, just hand it down to more wealthy people n- no <laughs> they just apply that. aggressive <laughs> it's, it's, it's strategy like... in the markets to t- <laughs> okay. to take uh, to take advantage of opportunities to just like, right. yeah. It's the 21st century version of the aristocracy fighting each other for like small towns, but not ever actually leaving their castle. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's the same exactly. thing. Um, like, there's like some shitty town they're like oh we hit this like five years ago so we can probably hit it again. Let's just go <laughs> raid it. We'll send one squad out. It's fine. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Some of you may die, but that is a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so, so the hedge fund people were pissed about what happened a week or two ago then, right? Oh, the yeah. They were more than pissed. <laughs> they were. So essentially, yeah, that's mm. what I, I was trying to ask. Is So they're, they're mad. They're, they're upset. Yeah. They're pretty peeved. Because <laughs> mostly, I mean, for the longest time, a lot of these people, having met a few actual brokers, like um, had a few customers that were stockbrokers, a lot of times their their whole thing is like even not every single one is like a bad person. I don't want to say that, but it is a lot of times more like all oh, those young whippersnapper millennials, you know, they don't know what they're talking about and just this very aggressive. That's the attitude you'd get from them. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, to, to a degree of like just exactly the, the quote that that gentleman said about this is what happens whenever you give a lot of people $600 and right. this is illegal. It's foreign manipulation. Uh, all of these things like you name it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just disparaging their character because they're young. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the next generation investing. Cause that's really what it is. It's not about it being um, anything other than a lot of people finally figured out how to do this. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because that freedom of information now you have that upsetting the balance, you know, mm-hmm. the score has changed and the tide has turned on them. I mean, now they have to worry, oh shit, we can't short a stock to 140% mm-hmm. of its um, available stock. It's, it's a different game. They can't mm-hmm. get away with that as much as easily. Cause yeah. I mean, it's happened before too. Volkswagen was 
a big example of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually heard about that today. I believe that was in the 90s, 80s. 90s. Yeah, so like randomly. Low and then they swing, they kind of swing upward. Yeah, randomly they became like the most valuable company in the world. Yeah. Because insane. of a short squeeze. Mm-hmm. Because mm. a bunch of people were short and they were losing on their positions and a bunch of people were buying at the same time and it just drove it up. So it was almost like. Once again, an abstraction. It's an abstraction from the value of the company. And you're just, you've got a bunch of people participating in speculation on that value, just like mm-hmm. expressing their feelings in the mm-hmm. form of money. But in the same prices. vein, I mean, they're complaining so much about it, them calling them on the short selling and that it was just people manipulating the market. That's just buying and selling stock. There's no manipulation mm-hmm. going on there. Right. I mean, would you call manipulating the market what happened with Tesla? I mean, that was primarily younger investors simply investing in something that they saw as a tangible benefit to their Mm -hmm. society, a tangible company that was doing something that they wanted and giving them a product Mm. back too. I mean, a lot of people were interested in Tesla because of both the renewable side of it and also it was a lot better. Like the technology was superior and people and two, people are just inspired and yeah. it's like, and it's, and it's innovative too so exactly it, it, that's it can exactly only go it. they're up. so tired like, yeah. of seeing you know a buick or whatever a chrysler yeah just old yeah. wagon type of mom's car like yeah. there's been no innovation because it's been so stagnant because only six or seven companies which are probably owned by one or two companies when you actually go down the lines of succession mm-hmm. in terms of who owns it mm-hmm. Uh, it was just getting boring yeah. and this was something new. And even if you put it as simply as that, it was something new and people wanted that mm-hmm. and it went insane. I mean, it split once, right? Yeah. Is this the second? No, it's only once. The split is where they like double. They basically like, uh, they double the supply and they give you double or something like that. Okay. So like yeah. you have the same amount of value, but there's just more units. It's like, Avail- okay. It's yeah. like instead of having one $10 bill, you have two fives. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can do more with it because it's two separate. Yeah. yeah it's more like, fungible. Right. You can also okay. do the reverse of that too. It's just okay. called a reverse split. So you have, it's exactly what you're doing whenever you exchange money. Like I just said, so yeah. you, you had, um, two fives and you're like, Hey, I need a 10. And then that's what you get. So oh, so a reverse it, split is just getting the 10 back. From, mm-hmm. Okay. So, so like a reverse split happened in the stock that I'm invested in. I had 16,000 shares. Mm. And then I, whenever the five to one split happened, I had like 3000 something. Okay. Around there. Okay. So it, but I had the same exact dollar value still in the stock okay yeah and they did this with tesla because the dollar value of the single stock was, was so high. damn high nobody could buy it was yeah and they were like hey that we'll just it'll okay. we'll just cut it we'll just do a reverse split and it's almost the sneaky way to like the unit price you look smaller so it looks cheaper but actually it's not cheaper mm-hmm. you're getting the same amount of the percentage of tesla <laughs> that you're getting before and it's just like half the price or whatever, but okay. There's a very important thing. I think um, for people Mm -hmm. to remember whenever you're investing is um, I saw this on like a mocking post on Reddit about um, thinking that more shares always equals more money 
versus the dollar amount that you put in, mm. right? What's mm -hmm. 20% remains the same regardless, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. right? Like that's not how the math works. It, um, if you made 20%, then you made 20%. Mm -hmm. Th that's that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of people like they want to get involved in penny stocks, for instance, um, which is just stocks that are under a dollar. Um, and so they're a lot more volatile, a lot less regulated, usually just because they're very small companies, kind of mom and pop of the stock market. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that you saw that in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, he was talking about pink slips. Oh, yeah. Because that's what he was selling yeah. to people. Yeah. But so he, he was, was specifically selling. Like Penny, selling. Uh, penny stocks penny and stocks. with like big promises, like talking mm. up the companies. Oh, like right. they're about to have this big deal going on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be a part of it. Yeah. So you better. They're, okay. they're going to have yeah. a parabolic upswing you're gonna make you know thousands of dollars yeah and they almost started this like legalized uh ponzi scheme yep that was like uh, in because the they markets make commission. it was legal because they made yeah. commission anytime they got someone to buy so you know gotcha. they make a commission on that get that percentage back yeah mm, it was okay. it was bad disgusting mm -hmm. and which brings us right back to the hedge funds yeah <laughs> example yeah. a yeah. Okay. of wall street okay Okay. Hedge yeah, fund. that yeah. was that, so that was a hedge a, fund. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So if you want to know what a hedge fund is, it's, if you keep Jordan seeing Buffett. that on social media, go Wolf. watch Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that'll be yeah, your that'll average look. example. Your run of the mill. Specifically, hedge fund. make sure you pay close attention to Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but okay. So what we've got? We've got okay. So we're touching on basically everything. What, Melvin Capital, this hedge fund. Oh, Melvin. They were short. <laughs> what a name. Melvin. I know. It's perfect. You couldn't make it up. <laughs> Melvin was short. Melvin and other hedge funds. <laughs> that sentence is real. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean I know. to keep Melvin you, was so Melvin short. Melvin was short. Mel <laughs> Poor Melvin. It was, a it was a mistake that Melvin was short. <laughs> It uh, was. <laughs> this is a children's book. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. One day it will be. <laughs> I want to see Samuel L. Jackson make a children's book about the GME stonks go. <laughs> Melvin that, was really motherfucking short. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good idea. I'd buy that. Anyway, so Melvin and these other hedge funds, they were short a hundred and forty percent of the actual s stocks that existed. So that means if there was. A hundred thousand stocks that existed. They they were short a hundred and forty thousand. Yeah. Of of the stocks. They didn't so, exist. Yeah, they didn't exist. And so this is where we kind of return to that weird idea of like the bank. You put your money in the bank. You see the number there, but really there's not enough money to serve everyone, and the money's actually just spinning around inside of a machine. Like I said, Matthew McConaughey, it's all pixels <laughs> and fairy dust, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that was that. That was the setup. Is um, you've got this incredible. Okay, and, and this strategy that Melvin was incorporating is a strategy that hedge funds sometimes do that doesn't get named where they pick companies exactly weak companies mm. just like predators mm -hmm. in in the wild oh, and they yeah, and lurking. they decide to pounce on them uh -huh. and literally crush just like take the gravity of a bunch of borrowed money mm. and leverage and, and, and capital and just crush companies 
that um, I believe that's are, why, they uh, just have decided are expired. Mm-hmm. That's partially why I think Toys R Us went out of business. Really? I'm not misremembering. Mm. I know oh, some major they company. They took Toys R Us out, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know some major company like the that. It was because, I mean, yeah, they had a bad failing business model, right? Yeah. yeah but did. what really got them was their stock whenever they got shorted to oblivion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't really help whenever it, the at company also. At a certain point, is, if you get shorted down and you like are 99% down of what your company was worth, yeah. you're just like, okay, we're liquidating everything. We're done. Yeah, that's Fuck it. Man, I miss <laughs> Toys R Us, man. Um, so they were Melvin was was set up <laughs> to incorporate. <laughs> Melvin was going to crush GameStop. Like what that was their plan. The hell. And, and there was a few other targets. AMC was in there. They took mm-hmm. our toys. Then they took our toys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, and what, what else? AMC, and Nokia. Uh, yeah, and BlackBerry. BlackBerry. And, um, it's like one other. I don't so these just are think all... of those company, like those four companies. It's mm-hmm. interesting. They're like. So those are the four that were in the debacle a couple weeks ago, or they, was it not just GameStop? Really. Those and were AMC? all. They yeah, were, they were correlated. Okay. GameStop was really but the Nokia main one. BlackBerry, like years it was, ago. It was more the of... idea that Wall Street bets kind of collectively through a couple of prominent people going like, "Hey, what if we just started, you know." buying short stocks which isn't like this revolutionary idea right. but it's just like a new once to, you get enough people once you have a community yeah. that's big you just go hey guys i got a plan right right, right. <laughs> yeah. and that's not like that's illegal because it's not you don't you don't it's not a pump and dump right that's yeah. a term that's used a lot of like you're like hey we gotta buy this stock because it's gonna you know we're gonna make it artificially go up because mm. of supply and demand mm. right by buying it and then we're gonna sell at the top right that's not what's happening you're literally saying, hey, we like this company. We like the idea of GameStop. Mm-hmm. And we see, we observe a technical problem in terms of shorts being oversold. Mm-hmm. So this is a win-win. Technically, mm-hmm. and technical means, um, you explain technical since you're the technical guy. I'm more the fundamental guy. <laughs> well, I mean, these are, just, these are just models and basic frameworks mm-hmm. for what considering something overbought or oversold. And Mm. if you have so many of these different metrics of measuring sentiment and price action and volume in the markets, Mm -hmm. you can have a bunch of signals that are all telling you the same thing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, this seems like a pretty good bet. Mm. And then also if there's good news, like good real fundamental news about Mm. the company or something like that, like that's So it could still be considered fundamental knowing that, you know, there's 140% short sell that could be considered fundamental i believe but really usually when you're talking about fundamentals you're more like hey i think this is a good company model i like a GameStop. they're selling a lot of games they're going to be selling the new consoles they're going to make a lot of money mm-hmm. i believe in this company that's usually what you mean by fundamental analysis yeah. okay. and and this is so this this actually takes us back now to where you could start it further back but where this kind of begins which is in this is in like June of 2019, mm. where you've got deep fucking value. Deep this fucking value. user on Wall Street bets so, that basically just starts posting some just really good kind of fundamental analysis of GameStop, saying that mm. you know like the new console generation is coming around and kind of some of the stuff you just said. The funny mm. thing about this is that a year ago, 
I was shorting GameStop. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Bastard. I made money on that. Like, it wasn't a lot. I think it was like 40 bucks. Yeah. But I was technically shorting GameStop because I didn't believe in the fundamental business model. Right. I was like, this hey, is yeah. bullshit. It's brick and mortar. It's going away. <laughs> hey, but at least you didn't borrow money to do it. No, not at all. I didn't. Well, yeah. It was my own money. It was not on a loan or what they call margin. It's mm-hmm. just basically a loan to buy or sell stock from yeah. a brokerage. So yeah, GameStop no. is stoked now, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they're I mean, yes and no. They're probably like every day they come into the office, they're like, so what the fuck's going to happen today, guys? <laughs> <laughs> but Man, it's got to be pretty chaotic, but... Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they were about... They were like when when you're watching the nature documentary and that little like... The, the weakest in the pack is about to get mauled and then like barely gets away. And yeah. Like, oh, that's so, that's so nice. Like, and they're just like running away. Like that's how GameStop is. They're like, just scared shit. They were in the crosshairs. Yeah. For sure. And, and, and to answer your question earlier, like it was dominantly GameStop, but it was Nokia and BlackBerry and AMC at the yeah. same and time. And, okay, okay. and that's why Wall Street bets, like they've been like those those names have kind of been floating around as well because mm-hmm. they were also targets but but GameStop was the blaring one because that's where they had borrowed so much mm. 140% of the stock was short it okay and right. um and so yeah deep fucking value in, in June of 2019 <laughs> is starts posting about uh you know just fundamental out. analysis yeah. about GameStop you know thinking that like you know, it's a good, good, solid right. investment for the short term. And later, like two months later, fuck, what's his name? The, this is one of the main characters in another stock market movie, The Big Short. Oh, um, oh, god damn. Uh, <laughs> I know who you're it's, talking it's the about. Ca- in The Big Short, he's played by... Uh, Google this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Now I'm forgetting. Yeah. The, yeah, the actor <laughs> I, I have as well. to remember because I should know that. I, I still have yet to see both Wolf of Wall Street and The Big Short. Oh. I Who's need to Batman? watch both of them. There's a lot of Batmans. Yeah, I know, man. The newest Batman. Uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. Christian oh, Bale. Bale. That's, okay. What? Michael Burry. Michael Burry. Yeah. Okay, so, so Christian he's Bale character. plays Michael Burry. Um, in yeah. The Big Short. In The Big Short. Gotcha. These the are the Short, important things. Yeah, The Big Short's actually a good movie to watch it it goes over the the financial crisis in 2008 okay mm-hmm. and it does a really good job of kind of explaining it and and telling the story of it which is incredibly disgusting if you don't know it like yeah uh you know it's it's a terrible thing that happened and so michael burry he was this character in in the big short the movie where he shorted uh i forgot his he shorted the mortgage bonds that ended up blowing up. Basically, he recognized that financial manipulation was happening, and mm-hmm. he took a very strong financial position on it, mm. lost most of his customers doing that, and like held it for a long time, and then made hundreds of millions, mm-hmm. if mm. not billions, Like once the, once the financial crisis happened. And he was one of the key figures that kind of exposed the manipulation that was happening that mm-hmm. ended up almost collapsing the whole entire the market. Yeah. financial market. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, so you got June deep fucking value puts out this analysis, Michael Burry two months later or something 
starts uh, he reveals that he has like 10% or like kind of a or 5 or 6% or some some portion of his fund like mm-hmm. in GameStop which is like a pretty big amount for a yeah. single stock and he kind of gives a similar analysis. Mm-hmm. And so it starts off and there's just this general fundamental positive sentiment about GameStop. It doesn't have anything to do with hedge funds. But I'm I'm not sure do you know how like how did Wall Street bets begin to uncover like Melvin Capital's position in this? I mean, there's open like websites that give out the knowledge of how many shorts are sold short. Oh, so people just started paying yeah, attention. They just, just like literally started like, paying attention. I mean, you know, the I mean, like the the efficacy of that data is sometimes in question. You know, you can't know exactly. Like it might yeah. be manipulated. Right. Well, yeah, or it might be like this is actually ten percent lower. Mm. You know, so if you're talking about a hundred versus ninety, that would make a difference. Um, yeah. But there's, it's there. Like it, it, you can find it. So it's not like it's secret necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, people just started paying attention. They saw a trend. They were like, hey, this is a prime target type mm-hmm. of thing. And that's the thing is like, is it manipulation to end another manipulation? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. if it was already illegal to naked short this, because again, that's whenever you go over 100%, mm-hmm. whenever you don't have the shares to buy back. Mm-hmm. Yeah because that's illegal. <laughs> um, you literally, you know, sold something that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, it's fraud, but it, it's, it's weird. Just man, the whole idea that we would think that it's just not okay for people to buy a stock because they seem to see something like that mm-hmm. because they notice a trend. Yeah. That's what these hedge fund managers are doing. Like we just talked about for, you know, yeah. a long time mm-hmm. and you're re- you're really referring to the media sentiment about yeah. wall street oh bets my God. <laughs> and how like demonizing them literally almost? called yeah. them nazis wow yeah, yeah. white supremacists and like that was all their, right their stock yeah. traders like <laughs> which like i i like, kind of get i i understand how like, they got like, that spin there's there's a lot of degeneracy and yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a Reddit, lot of right degeneracy. yeah but you can't you can't over generalize like what's now what eight million or six million whatever people yeah. Yeah, that that's form. the thing like, is like half of the people in there, yeah, they throw the R word around a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's literally their thing. It's like everybody's retarded, guys, type mm-hmm. of thing. And it, it's not a wholesome environment. However, right. that was back when it was however many million versus now where it's ballooned to 800 times that. Like it's not comparable. You can't just say that everybody involved in buying a stock is a Nazi or a white. <laughs> yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 is the year that or well now it's 2021, but Dude, blanket, I've caught statements, myself. blanket I've caught statements. Myself. Yeah. Seems God. to be the trend. Blanket statements <laughs> that everything. don't usually aren't even in context at all and don't yeah. make any sense. Mm-hmm. Or they've just heard other people saying it. I've, so I've seen so many people like, because that's the whole thing is like specifically the Nazis. They're the Nazi socialist party. I've seen so many people being like, that's why we don't want socialism. It's like, okay, everybody knows that that was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like how China is, you know, quote unquote communist when no, they just, the authoritarian government that now he can't be put out of power, right? He has no term limit. I believe. I mean, Mm -hmm. he owns all of the corporations. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not exactly the same. That's more like a king 
Yeah, isn't it kind of like an... Aren't, aren't like the U.S. and China and like Russia, aren't they all just kind of like oligarchies at this point? It's kind of? Am I guessing correctly? Or Well, I- they're, they're printing more money and buying more more ownership hmm. with that money. So yes, like increasingly, like the U.S. government holds a huge portion of the U.S. economy on its own balance sheet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the same with China, of course, it's much more drastic. Chi- uh, China has like, yeah, authoritarian control mm-hmm. over a oh, capitalist okay. society that okay. they call, you know, just like yeah. a capitalist type of society where mm-hmm. they get to participate in the global markets, but they still control, mm. have controls that aren't, you know, very freeing. Yeah. And like America is like more like heavily, it's like it owns a lot of capital heavily regulated and has a lot of shady deals to where people take money but also it's such a big economy that people are also making money at the same time and new businesses are being built and so there's like they have enough water to play in to where they can slip that liquidity in their pocket basically right it's the concept of good debt like okay that's why um you might have heard Biden say it was really um, hypocritical of Republicans to start suddenly complain about the deficit. That's yeah. what he was referring to is, well, one, the deficit was going up under Republicans as well, but two, deficit, just because you have debt doesn't mean it's always bad. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what hundreds of college students. I disagree. Yeah. But yeah, we that's that's beyond the scope of this conversation. Yeah, I mean that's a big like just general like market thing of like should we have mm-hmm. done that because it's already here, you know? No, yeah, I mean you you have debt now, you have to take out debt. That's the game yeah. we're in. So yeah, right, it's already. I, it's I admit a, that. Yeah, I just don't a think it's a good thing. Come gone. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I would prefer it's not that way, but in this economy, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. If you have enough GDP, if you're making enough money, if mm-hmm. you're bringing enough in and that's consistent, and you know it's consistent, mm. then yeah, you're gonna over leverage. And that's mm. why Austin doesn't like it, is because you're saying, yeah, I don't have that, but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna buy it anyway. Yeah. I'll get you back. Mm-hmm. And then the entire world is now doing that. Mm. But, it, mm. but this type, the type of leverage like that Melvin was using is not accessible to us. Like, I, there is times and contexts when it has been well, actually in, in like 1999. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the big thing about Robin Hood is that's, that's why they got so annoyed is because Robin Hood also has a lot of people on margin. That's true. So there was more leverage than ever before because there was yeah. a $600 check. There was a broker that was finally willing to lend pretty much fucking anyone mm. <laughs> margin, like anyone. And, and margin just means like, borrowed money you get to trade with yeah yeah like we talked about it's it's like a loan okay um and that was a big thing like you've seen probably stories about robin hood like there was that kid that committed suicide because what he did not to get too in deep in Mm -hmm. options but he bought a spread which is you're both betting that something will go down and that it will go up and to explain it simply the part that he was betting hey i don't think the stock is going to go up well, that executed and showed in his account as negative because mm-hmm. the stock went up. Mm. And the other leg is what they call it. Hadn't yet because it just usually doesn't mm-hmm. until a few trading days later. So okay. basically, this kid wakes up. He has no money. Not really. It's all margin. It's all leverage, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it wasn't in his case. He might have just bought. Anyway. 
Regardless, he wakes up and he sees negative $100,000 in his account. And he's like, well, I guess wow. I'll kill myself. And Jeez. he does. The irony is that he was actually in the positive. Because once the other leg executed, mm. he had actually made money. Damn. And so, like, that's why it is both really cool that Robinhood and other brokers started to allow this more, like I said, democratization of finance, being able to invest, and, like, even margin. Because you can make decent money using margin as long as you don't over leverage yourself, as long as mm. you don't go into debt that you can't afford. Right. Right. Like if you yeah. make $500 whenever, like if you buy $500 of stock mm-hmm. and then you double that to a thousand, but the 500 that you put in wasn't yours, but you just made free money basically. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's great. You, yeah. You, you, yeah. But on the other side, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you lose that money. If you lose that, then yeah. most people can't afford a four hundred dollar yeah. expense in America. Right. right. We all know that yeah. statistic. It's called, so it's called getting margin called. Exactly. That's okay. when you get your margin called and the bank comes and knocking. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. So and and that's why I think and this you have more leverage threat. than ever before. This mm. is the threat that Melvin Capital was in. The entire motherfucking hedge fund, which has Whoa. what, six or seven billion in assets under management? Mm-hmm. The whole hedge fund almost got margin called on their oh, position, right. on all their short positions, so. which was more than the value of the GameStop company. And like we talked about, these are and likely made up of people's like retirements and stuff like that. Like, rich people. You know, rich people's, most likely, in the, yeah. in the case of this one, because it's a larger one, right? So, you know, some of those people didn't deserve it. Right, they they might have been halfway decent people right, that right. just happened to have a family member member even you know someone's college fund could have been in there yeah. right it could have yeah. so on one hand it's sad but on the other it's because these slime balls were risking people's money like I talked about on naked shorts that are illegal yeah yeah so who's really at fault here it's yeah. the same thing that happened with Jordan Belfort. I mean, it's the same concept. It's some guy is using other people's money in a way that is very immoral and very risky. And then he gets caught with his pants down. And for some reason, all of the news was in on it. And like, you know, that's okay. Mm. It's, it's, it's the investors that are just trying to buy a stock that yeah. are the problem here. Yeah. Not the guy that, you know, was risking people's lives. See, mm-hmm. and that's what, that's where this gets Without so, their consent. That's where this gets so fucked up because... Okay, you've got you got Melvin Capital on their heels, about to be totally liquidated, mm-hmm. and th- this and then this was like on Wednesday. Um, GameStop is at like you know four hundred dollars at this point now, up from fourteen, mm-hmm. and uh, on and all of this momentum had been building up in Wall Street bets. And the sentiment went from, like, early on, you had just, like, fundamental analysis. Like, yeah, this is a good, you know, like, company in the short term. To now, the, the Wall Street bets had grown, like, four times. And the sentiment was, we're going to destroy Wall Street. Like, fuck Melvin. Like, destroy Melvin. Like, we're going we're gonna to do the biggest short squeeze in history. Mm-hmm. And they think they did. Mm-hmm. And, and then on Thursday... On, on this day, it was the most important day. Uh, like, Melvin totally would have been... Um, I mean, they did lose billions. They lost billions, yeah. They, wow. like they, they had to get a loan like, from a buddy. Wow. Yeah. But Dang. they would have been totally d- demolished. Mm-hmm. And on that day, everyone woke up and 
um, on on Robin Hood dominantly. They, they fucking hodled. That's what they did. <laughs> they did. They did. But they on Robin Hood, you could not buy. You could only sell. Wow. So that's like such a min- like you should have shut down the game instead yeah. of only turning off buying because that's the only way exactly. price goes up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's that's literally like well, that's what ironic. A, that's, so that's what a trading halt is. That's when you just pause the game, guys. Mm. We got some shit to sort out. But they <laughs> this got crazy. They shut down. They literally exactly. like they're like, oh, your queen is too powerful. We're just gonna take her out of the game. You like, know what? Uh, we're gonna cheat. No, mm. I mean yeah. like change the, the game like in the fourth quarter. <laughs> what an what ironic name for an app, Andy. Robin I Hood. Know. That's been <laughs> oh, no. that's been the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. and yeah, and like it's clear that there was pressure mm-hmm. on Robin Hood. Oh yeah, definitely. And well, there's so, speculation as to what that pressure was. But I mean, like, yeah, it's not even speculation at this point. We know Citadel Holdings, right? It's Holdings. Yeah, right? Citadel Holdings. Um, was a major customer of Robin Hood's. They were who did a lot of trades with them type of thing. It not just... Well, here, let, let me say this. Robin Hood's business model, how they are able to offer a service where they give users who just sign up on a whim the ability to buy and trade stocks for free, mm-hmm. their business model is that they export their data to hedge funds. Yeah. <laughs> And, and hedge so, funds so you use know how, that data yeah. to then trade in front of your trades so that they can make micro percents with exactly. computer algorithms. So it's, that is literally, literally Robin Hood's <laughs> business model. I shit you yeah, not. No, and Citadel's their biggest customer. Mm-hmm. And Citadel loaned There's money a, to Melvin. There is a data model of me out there and mm-hmm. my investing portfolio that someone has on mm-hmm. a server somewhere. That's the yeah. whole point. Wow. And I mean, it's people talk about metadata and we're finally starting to get there with society where everybody kind of realizes, Oh, this is why privacy is important. Right. Because you start, you know, getting advertisements for McDonald's whenever Mm -hmm. I say it on stream, like right right now, (laughs) like obviously metadata is incredibly important. And when you apply that same concept to stocks, to making money in terms of literally the financial markets, Oh my God, that's a multi-billion dollar venture. I mean, mm-hmm. that's invaluable data. That's yeah. why they can make an entire business model off of this. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, just like with this, they're going to have metadata on all of the people that entered the market mm. for GameStop. Right? Yeah. That's pretty interesting. It's a weird feeling. I bet, like, on the people who have been doing that, like, yeah. to think about that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like measuring your behavior in a certain type of way. That I don't know. A lot of other companies like Facebook can't do that. They can't track your trades. Yeah, like because your it's literally decisions. your livelihood. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This isn't just you know what I like to buy in terms of bath towel. This mm-hmm. is how do you spend literally everything you work for every day, mm. every inch of savings, every speck of everything you've worked for your entire life. How do you want to spend that? That is absolutely invaluable information for a hedge fund. Hmm. Yeah. And okay, so what I've what I've heard is that so Citadel, the mm-hmm. biggest customer of Robinhood, l- was actually loaning some of the money to Melvin Capital to short GameStop. Is that what is that what you've heard? Uh, like maybe that's that just one. conspiracy zone. It might be. But I know that like Citadel and Melvin are involved. 
but what mm, I heard is that Melvin. <laughs> fucking Melvin, dude. <laughs> What what I heard is that so you've got Citadel that's like in the bed with Robin Hood and bastard. in the bed with Melvin, <laughs> and they're all in the bed together. You know, Melvin's in the middle, and <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just like that because all we have now is just uh, speculation. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Robin Hood hasn't said officially that like yeah we were forced to do it by powerful powerful people. In the financial mm. world, like they wouldn't say that, but like mm. that's what we're all left thinking because they literally changed the rules of the game mm. in the middle of the game. They broke the game, they stole the dream from from the middle class, literally. And then the next day, the media went and called Wall Street bets and all those people yeah. Nazis. They were and literally said that they were manipulating the markets themselves. Fuck it. There was one that's guy. That's the richest part. He had like a whack ass name. It was it was something rather crude. I loved it. But it's like PM me your titties or something like that. It was, it was pretty funny. I got reported On in Reddit. a newspaper, right? I thought you were like, talking about a news anchor. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> On, like Reddit. This guy has a username. So they with had that. to use the username? Yeah. Like to- <laughs> this is an actual fucking news story. Imagine and, the anchor that has yeah. to- <laughs> fucking- uh, From the user PM uh, titties, titties. Uh, XYZ. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he they accused him of buying everything on margin and risking thousands based on his post history on reddit and it was like <laughs> i never said that he he literally news. came out he made a thread about it and was like hey so this is what i think it was nbc news just said about me Jeez. i have not bought anything on margin i own this cash account the fuck you need to redact yeah. that that's a yeah. lie like that's literally unfortunately in this case fake news <laughs> actually and i mean it's so frustrating especially in an era of everybody claiming everything is fake news yeah unwarrantedly yeah well now you've just proven to a lot of people that yeah you're manipulating this mm-hmm. and in a big way i mean again we're talking about people's retirements and all yeah. of this like this isn't some intangible you know thing this is money that was people's livelihoods like we just talked about their hopes mm-hmm. their dreams you know this is a big deal yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so just just the audacity to sell tell basically a segment a large segment of the middle class yeah go fuck yourself right yeah i mean yeah long and short of it from everything we've talked about they just didn't care mm-hmm. there's different rules for different people and you're not one of them yeah, you're not one of the elites, head fund people that gets to get out and have a bailout whenever they make a bad play, right? Mm-hmm. If you go on Robinhood like that kid, you mm-hmm. make a bad play, you want to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. To them, doesn't matter. Right? Someone bails them out. Yeah, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. There's no consequences. I Slap wonder. Where, I wonder where this is all going to go. Like in the next couple months I mean, after it, this type of thing happens. So immediately, politically at least. Yeah. Bernie and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and a couple others of the Progressive Caucus. And also just in general, I mean, people started being like, This is exactly what we were talking about. Elizabeth mm. Warren jumped on that immediately and was like, No, nah, this is wrong. <laughs> mm. Um, there's gonna be an investigation and all that. And whether or not that goes anywhere, you have people starting to notice. Like Wall Street bets is in an official document of Congress. <laughs> That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And this random person, deep fucking value, 
Well, they started their first post. What they did, they bought, what, $50,000 for a contract that expires. He did long calls, I believe. He did, like, super absurd, like, no way in hell this is going to ever work out, man. Long calls. And then it did it. Yeah. Because he knew that it was going to be a short sell, probably. I haven't actually read his original stuff. Yeah, so there's there's conspiracies that he's, like, a super genius or something and, Mm. like, saw that you know, like saw early that it was possible this would be the biggest short squeeze. But he puts down fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars with just a very fundamental average take on <laughs> the value of the company. Fifty thousand dollars on a basically a leveraged option at a really high strike price, like a ridiculous strike price that no one would think could right. go. And he just posted weekly updates. So just to understand <laughs> of um, his position. Just to understand a call is what we're talking about. It's a yeah. call option. They're pretty simple, so for the sake of this, we can explain it. But basically, it's just a bet that you think that the stock price is going to hit this number. And so what you get to do is you get to buy a contract. A contract is 100 shares. So you're okay. saying, I bet this amount of money that I want to buy this many contracts. So like, for instance, if you're buying a contract, it's usually at least $5. So if you're mm-hmm. buying 500 it's like $500, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's a, not an insignificant amount of money. Yeah. And it gets exponentially longer. Like if you had higher share prices and stuff like that, the options can cost a lot more. So $50,000 is, you know, something like that can happen quite easily. But if you make that bet, then you effectively get to own all those shares wow. that you paid almost nothing for. Yeah. Dang. And that's how you make the money. So okay. it's very simple, honestly. Like it, it gets a lot more complicated than that. And it's a super layman's way of mm. explaining it. Yeah. But yeah. it's not too hard. You're making a bet. You're mm. gambling. Yeah. So, so are there people though that manipulate that as well? Like they oh, kind of have yes. an, in, is that what, it, that's not what inside trading is, right? No, that's something. Insider else. trading could be all of this, whether you're, it's an option or just regular stock. Okay. Insider trading is when someone inside of a company, corporation or oh. government entity tells someone privileged information that they shouldn't know they leak it to them. yeah okay uh, um so that's what happens so that's actually what um the republican representative in georgia leffler who lost her mm-hmm. senate bid um that's what happened whenever she saw coronavirus um documents that were documenting oh, okay. how bad it was and then immediately sold out because her husband's the head of the nyc se Okay. Which is a major um, stock exchange. Mm. Most people probably know of the NYSE. It's literally Wall Street. Okay. So basically she saw this in a Senate report, which mm. most people don't have information to, <laughs> yeah. and then immediately sold her stock and didn't get in any trouble for it. Shh. And everybody's like, it's a free market. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. So there's, you know, like I was talking about earlier, just like the financial market is this apparatus that's been duct taped together over time as, you know, hedge fund is just the financialization of the world has happened. It's just the aristocracy. It's the, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, just like it's the just claiming the of things like, and then the, the abstracting them and like splitting them up and selling them and utilizing them from different ways in the market. Like, and that's, it's such a crazy point now like we, you know, prices of everything are so high. Mm-hmm. There's so much money, and there's so and and most of the money 
that exists, most of the value in the world exists in these derivatives or just like abstract financial products, which I guess options, options are derivatives, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which options are a part of. And pixels and fairy dust. Pixels and fairy dust, exactly. And like, you know, I think leaving, f- like after this story, I don't know what's going to happen with Wall Street bets. I don't know if they're going to pick another target or have another big run, big battle in the markets. But, mm-hmm. you know, like the sentiment that everyone feels uh, is like, I, this yeah. is a rigged game and the markets aren't free. And we. I wouldn't be surprised if they got into Bitcoin. I mean, that's literally what I'm thinking hmm. because I mean, Bitcoin is the lo- Bitcoin is the long term short squeeze mm. on the entire system itself. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I mean, it's literally okay. a different currency. It's a competing currency. Yeah, yeah. and it's scary. You, like you can't financialize and you know lend out Bitcoin debt. Like Bitcoin right. is scarce and verifiable by the individual. Mm. So, you know, there's never any risk of that or information advantage. There's right. no such thing as that. It Everyone has a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it really does. And so, but you have hedge funds embracing it. Oddly enough, they're saying put 5% into Bitcoin uh, now. No, I wouldn't say you have hedge funds doing that. You have a few hedge funds and a few like financial investment yeah. influencers that are like getting into Bitcoin. But like some pretty major ones have said like you need to start buying Bitcoin. And that's crazy yeah. to me because like it's being recognized. So mm-hmm. I think I think Bitcoin's going to be um, a lot bigger than people think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've read the bull thesis and all of that. And I specifically with Tesla coming out and saying that they're going to allow it for payments. That's a huge deal. I mean, that's you just crazy. solidified it yeah. as a currency. That's, from that's nuts. Major corporation. Yeah. This is the beginning. I mean, and I guess what I was going to say is politically speaking, or even just, I guess how people perceive this is now you have a lot of people who were just disenfranchised by this financial market who just got told that they weren't worth anything and that the mm-hmm. rules of the game don't matter when they try to do anything to take down what they perceive as, you know, the hedge wall. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, Nobody was malicious in, in this. It was as simple as I think it's going to go up. I want to make money. I have, you know, my wife's surgery yeah. to pay for. I have a dog that needs surgery. Like I saw so many stories on Wall Street bets of small people who were like, I, I don't have a lot, but I invested 500 and because it went to 400 and I invested at 40, I can pay for my dog's surgery. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality here. Yeah. That's yeah. the people that were just targeted. And told that they, you know, can't do that. Right. It's absurd. I yeah. mean, so whenever you think about Bitcoin, that's crazy. Because what are a lot of these people fed up with? The financial market and the mm-hmm. manipulation. What is the specific point of Bitcoin? It's blockchain. Yeah. It's secured. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, manipulation, I'm sure, eventually will happen in some way or another. Because we're going to figure out a way, right? Yeah. But always do. But it's going to be a lot mitigated yeah. compared to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That leads me to ask, and I'm sure other people want to know as well. And it, I'm sure it's also kind of a joke. I didn't look too much into it, but what the uh-huh. hell is Dogecoin? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've Doge's love, Doge's love. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a lot of questions about this. That's hilarious. So Dogecoin is this... I 
Do- Dogecoin actually makes a good helps make a good point about all of the rest of the alternative mm-hmm. cryptocurrencies or altcoins mm-hmm. that you'll hear about. Yeah. So Bitcoin was the first and the only cryptocurrency for a while. Um, it was the innovation. Right. And around in t- probably 2012, yeah. like 13 experiments started to come out where people kind of forked the code and made something that was similar but slightly different. Okay. Or optimizing so for something the, different. The main thing that's different between Dogecoin and Bitcoin is like he just said about Bitcoin, there is a finite amount of Bitcoin available. Okay. Right? And there's not more being made. Dogecoin is actually inflatable, just like our regular currency. Oh, okay. So more can be mined, more can be made. So that's why they're trying to get it to a dollar. Well, they're <laughs> or whatever, they're though, whatever that, or is that a joke? No, they, they're <laughs> trying to do it. Like, no, they're, it's, they're trying. <laughs> people are just trying to make money and they're trying to dump on other, like dump their bags on other people, basically. Okay. Yeah. Like that's what it is. Like Dogecoin, out of all the alt coins, mm-hmm. a lot of them were serious projects and a lot of them were scams and a lot of them. And then Dogecoin was literally a meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dogecoin was made and forked from Bitcoin to be a joke and to be used for like donation. Yeah, it's been basically as a toy. It's okay. been totally abandoned. The code hasn't been updated since like yeah. 2018 or something. And now Dogecoin is like number eight mm-hmm. of in market cap, meaning like mm-hmm. the value of the entire currency of all of the cryptocurrencies. The power of wow. marketing. And this perfectly <laughs> yeah, explains right. the value proposition of Bitcoin because any all of the other altcoins are they are all shit coins. You know, they are all copies and experiments that mm. came afterwards that can't replicate it and that are really just, just more controlless or mm. are pointless. That's yeah. just I mean it's the same thing over again. Like what's the point? It's the same thing <laughs> a yeah. lot of the time. But it's yeah. it's a tragedy though because people get interested in Bitcoin. They like hear about Bitcoin, maybe get interested in the idea. And then they get distracted or sold by a shit coin, by, by a shit coin or but by Doge and fucking Elon tweeting about Doge. <laughs> He's, he caused a lot of this. And now people that I told to buy Bitcoin two They're years like, ago. Hey, how do I buy Dogecoin? Yeah. I'm like the last text was like from two years ago. And I was like, hey, you should buy Bitcoin. They would have been up 20 X. And they're like, hey, how my, do you buy my Doge? My cousins made $600 on, Dogecoin. on Dogecoin. Good for him. <laughs> tell, please tell him to sell it and buy Bitcoin. I have. I have. I've been saying buy Bitcoin. Um, and that's the thing is like, I don't even necessarily disagree. I can't disagree with Elon as much as I would like to because like his his thesis there for it being popular, he's right. That's the power of marketing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something to be said for thinking that the most absurd thing might happen just because it's funny. Well, that's the entire point of the currency. Yeah. Right. That's like you said, it's a meme. Yeah. yeah. People like memes. Yeah. So people are going to buy the meme. And it would be hilarious if it actually became a nationally used currency. Like, it would be fucking hilarious if I could walk down to Taco Bell and buy, you know, yeah. a taco with Doge. Yeah. Like, and that's the that's the thing is like, yeah, that seems really out there. But especially considering the last decade, I mean, are we really any like buddy to judge what's out there? Yeah. Come no. on. Yeah. Right. Like, that's right. totally a thing yeah. that could happen. <laughs> yeah. And I mean. I don't want it to because I agree with Austin. I at least think someone needs to come back and manage the project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to some degree. Mm-hmm. But 
they need to start over <laughs> <laughs> in my professional opinion but, yeah. hmm. but i mean you know like, yeah you're totally right it's it's like all marketing and and memetics and it's crazy how like it just works. Powerful that is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it is the same reason. Saw Doge, like what? Someone's getting rich same. off Doge. It's some coin stock. Like, I don't know. Like, I'll buy it. Okay. Right. Like, that's literally <laughs> yeah. what so many people No, do. my cousin was yeah. literally playing. Like, we were playing Hell Let Loose, which is just like this military WW2, like 50v50. And he was going around in like the voice procs chat going, buy Dogecoin. <laughs> 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 and people were like, already did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Like, that's all my Twitter feed was. There's just people I've known for years being like, well, I bought $5 in Dogecoin. Dude. What do I do now? These people are all going to be posting in like a week, like, oh, my Dogecoin's at 92 cents now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, what was it at eight? No. I, eight cents? It's gonna, it's gonna, I, I don't know, man. It's going to happen. I don't, I, don't, I don't watch the Dogecoin charts. Those aren't the charts I watch. But, you know, like the people, there's a lot of weird... There's a lot of weird energy out there. And now average people, like we have more access to the financial markets and there's just like more money and prices are more high. You know, like we're, I, we're like in, in 1999, like in the, the tech bubble, like things before things blew up and like the whole economy crashed, Mm-hmm. things were really wild at first. Like a lot of random people were making money. People were hearing about these random stocks like pets.com. Mm. They raised a bunch of money and then uh-huh. it was like a totally failed project. And like a bunch of people were borrowing money to, to speculate, but things just got like wild and weird and frantic. And then like the market dumped. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like everything we've talked about in this conversation is like, giving me vibes of that like things are like energetic and like weird oh. and yeah there's and more people than ever before i was actually going to correlate this ironically to cyberpunk <laughs> <laughs> because it's kind of like you know how they had the styles of neo kitsch and kitsch and all of that yeah i mean it's kind of the same absurdist art and energy but just applied to everything that's the same energy we're talking about whenever people are like i love that meme i want to buy that currency Let's Mm -hmm. make it real. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, just like this idea of everyone wants something new. You know, Mm -hmm. like we're kind of tired of the old thing and we want something that's drastic, that's dramatic, that's that's different. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's been kind of the on the rise in general in society of everybody's really tired of this shit. Yeah. Whether that's like a serious note Mm -hmm. or just from an artistic standpoint. It's like, come on. Yeah. Let's do something new. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the lure to stuff like Dogecoin because mm-hmm. it's funny, it's absurd and it's weird and it would be hilarious. Yeah. Because like, if you look at the world of something like cyberpunk, that's exactly what it plays on. Yep. And it's like the over exaggerated. Exactly. Almost. Yeah. Exactly. But people are, that's what people are into. Mm-hmm. We like the over exaggeration. Yeah. And yeah. it's what's selling right now and what people are buying right yeah. now. And I mean, historically, I think that's been the case too. Just everything that's been new that we probably use now that was new like hundreds of years yeah. ago was probably absurd to some people. Right. I mean, and, uh, uh, people made fun of AR and VR. Yeah. You know, virtual reality and augmented reality. People were making fun of that back in the 70s of how goofy it looked. Well, mm-hmm. here we are. And right. now we're selling $1,000 
yeah versions of it yeah you're setting and, up and now like we're sensors in your rooms right and, stuff and now we're like, going to the next step gabe newell just gave a huge talk on brain uh, interface devices and how he thought that that was the future i mean mm. 2021 i believe they're going to have their first product dev build out of galia wow is what it's called you should you got to listen to our have we released podcasts where we talked about video games i don't know if we have we have maybe we should you would have liked that podcast or we should have a similar conversation because we we we're going deep it's gonna be the brain dance vr (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah uh it's 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 interesting stuff i mean we're on the we're on the verge of something and uh i would be down to talk about that on an episode in the future yeah, sure. you had to explore that more because I don't think we went too far in depth into it. Just I mean, kind of like literally just the, the matrix. Surface. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what Gabe Noah was talking about to to a degree. He wasn't talking about necessarily that. He was more talking about if your brain is a computer and if we can target these things and read them, we can also write to them. So what happens when you know the first app comes out that is I want to sleep, mm-hmm. and you click a button and it lets you go to sleep because mm-hmm. your brain. Sh- literally tells it to mm-hmm. that's wild mm-hmm. right but that's the future and it's coming and it's coming just like we said ar and vr was mm. like it's it's about here the technology is there we already saw Neuralink mm-hmm. with elon musk like we saw a live representation of this happening it's coming right mm-hmm. this is no longer science fiction this is no longer you know pixels and fairy dust it, it's about here mm-hmm. and that's a really wild time to live in because i mean he went further and said stuff about what happens when you have a personality trait that you really don't like and you just turn it off mm-hmm. in the settings you know like mm-hmm. it's wild mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely wild and it's another la- level of human agency too Mm-hmm. like that's another step beyond the already like weird quantum based free will that yeah. we have. That's That'll like, bring, really, yeah, it's That'll really metaphysical, but like, it's crazy to think about. Like I could just turn off being angry, right? You yeah. know, or something like that. Buddhists already discovered that brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did I sound like such a stoner? When I said that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. You can do it. You just got to sit in a cave for 10 years. That's it. You can get all this stuff. You think right, you so can't levitate just... and fucking turn off your anger and turn off your sadness. <laughs> I've seen it. This is just V2 of that though. It's quicker. Yeah, it's true. It's a shortcut. Yeah. Another that'll shortcut. Br- that'll bring so many new moral probably like yeah yeah like moral uh even debates on like is that even right like supposed i mean you already have because that's the thing what like 90 percent of america identifies as evangelical and a lot of them identify as some type of calvinist deterministic Mm -hmm. viewpoint of like they don't necessarily believe in free will yeah well how are you not going to believe in free will when i'm literally like you don't feel that anymore. Right. Do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of weird. Um, yeah. It's going to be really wild. Yeah. How many people's brains are broken and, and then fixed. It <laughs> might be perceived as witchcraft at that. Yeah, point. exactly. Like, here I think that's like and I mean, in the that's, Western world. That's where yeah. cyberpunk went. That's where that mm-hmm. genre went of like the brain dance and cyber psychosis and things like that. Of like, yeah, yeah it's science fiction. So was everything else, and then it became real. Yeah, because it drives our perception. It drives our reality in some way, however small. Like the same people eighty years ago that were playing little board games or reading books about stuff like the concept of gray goo or like nano 
machines mm-hmm. are now the same people that are working at NASA actually building self-replicating machines because mm-hmm. that's the thing that they're working on. And wow. it, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it shapes your perception of the future mm-hmm. and that's where it's headed slower or longer to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing, things are going to get weird. I'm uh, a fucking weird man. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, there's like, I, I'm, I'm sticking with Bitcoin right now. Like that's something I, I understand. Have you seen the interviews? That's a really great example of this. The interviews on YouTube, there's a guy, I can't remember his name, it starts with an S. He interviews people like, you know, former veterans and stuff or people that are like survivors of abuse or things Mm -hmm. like that. And he does it in VR. Okay. And so you're just sitting there watching him talk to this guy. Interesting. And he looks like fucking Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) (laughs) And he's talking about war crimes. (laughs) And it's wild, but it's just like a microcosm of the absurdism. Everything we've been talking about It's like people love it because it's a weird, comfortable medium and it kind of works. Yeah. Oddly enough, like you feel like you're more personable. And so like he specifically was talking to this guy that was like a a gunship. um, Wow guy he like he shot the gun in a mm-hmm. gunship and gunship operator and he uh was talking about how they have like a plus one rule about if you know there's an enemy combatant in the building you're allowed a plus one which is like their wife or oh, their wow. kid really and just you know like how did that make you feel <laughs> and it's <laughs> winnie the pooh <laughs> and it's weird as hell <laughs> wow. but it's also like it's just so surreal yeah That's just yeah. surrealism i guess mm-hmm. is what i'm talking about just yeah. how strange the future is but how we like it yeah. see yeah people are gonna make all sorts of strange experiences out of out of like visual just like data, like visual and audio data and clips and right. everything that they get, like oh, yeah. create VR experiences. Like I mean, we were kind of talking about eye dozers and like that's an early example of that. But when you combine all the visual elements and then maybe you have different sensory parts mm-hmm. you can interact with, you well, know. Well, and that's what it's weird. Gabe was talking about if let losing our fleshy, you know, perceptions because everything's just an inferior to him flesh object that you're perceiving a feeling through like your Mm. ocular nerve right yeah Mm -hmm. that's obsolete when you can tap into the brain directly and then things like you know seeing other colors than the spectrum start to make more sense Fuck. Like you know what I mean? Like I see ultraviolet, weird shit. I see why it's ultra, right? <laughs> like weird stuff starts making sense because, like, what does that look like? I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a universe inside your own head, which is why I use the Matrix thing. If like, if you can change anything, if you're perceiving it from a new sense, basically, mm. what is that like? Are we gonna become like psychics or something? Like, is it, it's like cerebro? I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. it's weird. But it's real. Yeah. And it's coming. Well, it's, it's real-ish. Yeah, I mean... But, you know, lots of things lots of things are coming. Yeah, it's real But, but, no, but I mean... Yeah, you don't underrate it, don't overrate it. Yeah, I think... But everyone's probably underrating it right now. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't underrate it. Like, I went through the full VR red pill a while mm. ago and was like, fuck, it's taken over. But now I'm like, okay, <laughs> take it easy. We got a yeah. few years. Well, see, like, I'm really excited. I want to get like an index. Um, I'm just holding off now because I'm like, what, what is next coming? Because yeah. I really liked. I was a first gen VR, and I really liked it. I didn't honestly use it a ton, but the experiences that I had while using it 
were insane. There was like this game that was basically battle royale, like player mm-hmm. unknown battle royale, um, and VR. Wow! And it was crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> like it was so insane to just be walking around this map and like physically taking cover, like ducking down yeah. because the game recognized that. Wow. Like that is a new level. Like yeah. you already thought PUBG yeah. was like scary enough right. whenever some motherfucker <laughs> yeah. just jumps out of a wheat field at you. <laughs> yeah. What about one that's like you're in VR, yeah. you know, you're in your <laughs> living room. What if you're playing that game and you make some fool fall over and like bump his head on his dresser? <laughs> like someone he was dies. He crouch and you jump up on his <laughs> when he falls over. Someone gets brain damage because you scared them too bad and <laughs> fucking VR. Totally owned, dude. Pwned, bro. Nice. So, thanks for coming on, Josh. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. we yeah, gave thanks. you no intro whatsoever, so maybe we'll have another episode where we can yeah other things will yeah definitely yeah yeah (laughs) it'd be cool to have an episode about vr and all of that yeah Yeah. i mean i love that i i think like we were talking about i think things like gaming are going to be a lot more popular Mm. than what was previously realized i mean it's going to be like theaters 2.0 like it's going to be a huge advent soon because like everybody games now everyone oh yeah i mean there's like Twitch channels of like grandma and grandpas exactly. that like play she's Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim and, grandma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's great. Yeah. Or, or like, her. yeah, just, it, yeah, it's for everyone. And it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how far it, Damn, it, it will good go. Skyrim grandma. That's a good freaking. Yeah, all she does is it's good, like. It's a good pitch. If someone pitched that to me, I'd be like, yep. She I'll like picks flowers. She like, yeah. I can't, I can't remember what else she does. I mean, she does like combat stuff too, but like. She's just like pretty slow and yeah. I don't even know. I'm she's not just watched. like fascinated that there's this other world. And I mean, yeah. that's the thing that's like, it's the next level interactivity, which is why people are so disappointed with cyberpunk. But mm-hmm. to be fair, the small parts that they did get done and get right in there a lot of time were amazing. Oh yeah. Like they yeah. were groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean like the visuals alone, mm-hmm. uh, specifically RTX, you know, ray tracing was finally allowed to shine in a way that was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's night and day to the regular baked lighting. It's just crazy. Mm. So cool. Yeah. Did we, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to dive into this because oh, we yeah. were talking about this. I, I think I was talking about ray tracing some, but like, you know, you know a lot more about like the kind of computer uh, graphics yeah, side of things than I do. One really interesting thing I found out this um, week was that from a graphics designer was explaining why destruction, like in Battlefield Bad Company 2 or Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, mm-hmm. just destructive environments in general, they're a lot harder to do with baked lighting because baked lighting just means like you made the lighting for the scene oh. one time mm. and it doesn't change, right? If something gets broken, well, then the lighting doesn't work, mm. right? Okay. So that would obviously make something very hard. It's just like if you had that like lamp and you're sighting a lamp down here, but you can't move it at all mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm. It just, it's not dynamic whatsoever Yeah. Yep. to give just a small layman's picture of that. But basically ray tracing allows it to happen mm. because if it's global illumination where it's actually simulating real light from real sources instead of just this faked light. Yeah. That's game changing. Yeah, yeah that's just simulated physics, simulated right. it, 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 light yeah. rays that exactly. simulated bounce exactly. off at the correct trajectories. Right, but because of that, just for light, that's going to mean that you get destructible environments again. Yeah, because you don't have to worry about that. That's not mm-hmm. a engineering problem. Yeah. I'd never heard about that correlation. It's crazy. That's interesting. Mm. I'm super excited. That's that's one of the things that a lot of people thought ray tracing was this gimmick, and I was like, no, 
Mm. It's not, it's, it's next level. Yeah. And this is an example of that is like, now you have these beautiful environments, but also they're more interactable. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Awesome. <sighs> Diamond hands. <laughs> Diamond hands. <laughs> what a way to start. That's a meme. I'm I'm mad Bitcoiners didn't think of that first. Yeah. Diamond Rocket hands. ships and diamond hands, man. Yeah, man. I have diamond hands. <laughs> you know what that means? Uh, does it have to do with Melvin? Uh, kind of. No. It just means like <laughs> you're not gonna like let like, go your shares. Yeah, oh, you're not gonna sell yeah. until like. Sounds like something Melvin would do. Yeah, Melvin didn't have diamond hands. No. <laughs> they yeah, had paper hands, toilet yeah. paper hands. Oh shit. Wet.